Welcome to the 920 Lounge, a podcast all about chatting with interesting people and providing intriguing conversation. I'm your host, Dane Van Vondren. And I'm your co-host, Ethan Campbell. Join us every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. All right, we're here today with uh, Alex Halley. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, uh, I'm Alex. I'm a graduate from UW-Stout through the, the Computer Science Game Design Program. And I'm currently the employee at uh, Glumberland Studios, uh, indie game design studio, working on a game called Ooblets. Okay, so that's that's a lot. Could you first start with? Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot to unpack yeah, no. here. There's a yeah. lot to. I'd like to um, my whole life story. Like, three <laughs> seconds there. No, no. I there was a lot that I want to ask you, so yeah. I'm just trying to like I'm I'm trying to take it one step at a time here. First of all, could you describe specifically? like what your job is because i don't know the whole process to uh, creating a game but there's got to be many different layers to it which part of the layer are you i am jam i guess <laughs> um, stick, to, uh, stick the project yeah. together yeah well um for this studio specifically they're a lot more kind of open with the positions that you have so a lot of the people have been working on stuff from programming to like modeling to animations. Um, so I'll probably end up kind of branching out a little bit more as it goes along here. But right now I'm just doing straight programming because that's what I'm most familiar with. I have dabbled in a few other kind of artsy fartsy sort of things with it, but um, programming is my bread and butter. So programming is just like the coding side yeah, of it. Yeah, so that would be like the making all the systems interact, having it like, oh, I when I walk up to this character, it'll bring up this dialogue box, or hey, I'll make it so if I want to do a quest, I have to go over to this spot and it'll activate somewhere else on the map and I go over there. So it's it's a lot of like, this does this does this sort of thing. Is there a certain level of like math and physics that go into that? sadly <laughs> oh god yeah because um it, it depends on the project really one of the personal projects i was working on recently was basically reading a model file converting the data in it into like the actual like 3d vertices and faces and then rendering that in like a 3d software program or like a rendering system and it was hell because mm -hmm. 3D math sucks. <laughs> but usually for, especially nowadays, a lot of games use game engines. So they'll do a lot of like the basics with 3D for you. Unless you want to get kind of into the nitty gritty like, hey, I want this model to like have this interesting reflection or kind of deform this specific way. Okay, so yeah, when, when I ask um, like if it requires physics i'm always i'm just thinking of like every single thing that you do in a game like whether you just press a button like the the game has to react to that and then yeah. that could set off a whole bunch of other reactions and then you like that could set off even more and more so that's kind of the stuff that you have to code that you have to actually make happen yeah it gets messy fast because there's a lot of kind of lots of things overlapping at points and then you have a big complex web and you're like, oh, good. I got to take this string out and not destroy everything. Yeah, it's it's almost like like a Jenga tower. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. <laughs> Especially if you have spaghetti code at times. <laughs> I, uh, I won't say I have, but I won't deny it either. <laughs> what is spaghetti code? Is it that's like... code that's basically like uh, not great. Kind of like holding together by threads like, hey, I've. 
I should have this variable where like I load it from somewhere. I'm just typing it in. Yeah. <laughs> that sort yeah. of thing. I, I can kind of understand where you're coming from, from uh, like a video uh, perspective and that you deal a lot of, uh, you deal with a lot of layers when you're yeah. doing like uh, special effects, visual effects and stuff like that. And like you, it gets to a point where like, if you're working on a pro on a project for so long and they're like, okay, I need, I need this like to, I need to add like a, a little shade in the back of this. And you're like, I could go the long route and make sure that the animation um, reacts well with the shade or something. Yeah. Or I could just throw another layer on top of that and pretend that it looks good, you know? Yeah, no. But, Honestly, there's a lot of kind of like similarities there too. Because I know with video editing, you can do a lot of stuff with like grouping and then making sure things are synced up properly. And that's a lot with like coding as well. It's like, hey, you could take the shortcut and just like hey throw this on top or you could be like oh frick fine whatever and like put into a group and then have it so this group's affected by the specific thing and that sort of madness i guess yeah and then everything just topples apart when you need to change something in the middle <laughs> i i understand that i i just had a client um who I, we made this whole video and she loved it except she wanted me to cut out one sentence of dialogue and i was like oh okay i yeah i can do that but I didn't realize that cutting that sentence of dialogue would make the music completely oh, out of sync. God, it would make all the sound completely out of oh, sync. No. You know, all the all the color correction, all the layers above it. I gotta I gotta re re I had to redo the like the whole thing just because I cut one little two second clip out. I, I can hear already a bunch of sound designers out there just like, goddamn coders don't know what that's like. <laughs> like, oh, I'll shorten this cutscene. And meanwhile, the musicians are just crying themselves to sleep in the corner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's It kind of stresses me out thinking about it. <laughs> that's, um, that's one thing, like, uh, I can't deal with, like, watching. Sometimes I can't even deal with, like, watching... Um, I'll watch like uh, CGI breakdowns. Some of them I can't even watch because it just stresses me out so much. I, I'm just like, oh no. Imagine. Okay, Marvel does like a lot of CGI, and they there was like a breakdown video on YouTube on how they animated Thanos's face, and they like got down to like the pores of the skin stretching and stuff. It was, yeah, and it was just stress. It was stressing me out because there was just so much work. Some people are way too talented for their own good. I know. I know. I mean, it's. There's no way it was one person. Oh, yeah, it no, was it's definitely it, a team. But yeah. yeah, there's that poor guy at 3 a.m. Like the pores <laughs> aren't big enough. <laughs> no, and yeah. imagine that too with like that you just said down to every pore, and then they're like looking over it. They're like, you know what? We don't need this scene in the movie. We're just gonna <sighs> cut it all together. So imagine being that person that stays up all night and they just scrap your entire fucking oh, week's God. work. You're like, wow. Yeah, uh, and I know there was a scene they cut out of Infinity War specifically. It was supposed to be with like. Or maybe it was Endgame. I don't know. One of the two, but it was supposed to be a Tony Stark's daughter being a grown up and or something like that. I don't know. They they cut that all out. So yeah, I can't imagine. I know that scene was pretty heavy CGI though, because it was supposed to be in the same area of where Thanos was after he snaps, and then he sees like little Gamora in that like uh, Soul yeah. Stone kind of looking yeah. area with like the water or whatever. I don't know. They yeah. never really explained exactly what that was, but yeah. Yeah, dude, that that would be horrible. And I, I've heard of stories like that where you'll spend like 
movie production companies will spend like 200 grand on a scene and then the producers look at it and they're like we don't need this scene we just cut this off yeah it's all gone now yeah and they're like you just spent two hundred thousand dollars and who knows how many man hours working on this bad boy you're just gonna cut it like that all right (laughs) okay um okay so back to being a coder what's a okay i actually i want to ask this question first do you look at the world differently as a coder um i guess to an extent especially well computers for sure because now it's it's a lot more of i can actually see like why things are doing what they're doing and then kind of like how other systems lay on top of them because like uh one of the programs i made it was me interacting with windows and like making it so it would like drag a desktop icon all on its own so it's like i now understood how the windows desktop worked which is just like something that you never think of before but like the world itself not nearly as much it it does make you think more of kind of like analytically i guess yeah that that's kind of what i'm getting at i'm i'm taking this kind of from i don't know if you've ever watched black mirror yeah i've um, seen one or two black have you seen black mirror bandersnatch no oh, Are you, mean you got a cumberbatch <laughs> no no <laughs> completely different um, i don't know one in the same <laughs> uh no no they they have a movie on netflix called black mirror bandersnatch you've okay. watched it right yeah i did it here oh we yeah really yeah that's right yeah. yeah um so basically it's a true it's like a pick your own uh story oh. um but it's it's based uh the story uh is this kid who you're controlling is trying to recreate a book called Bandersnatch into a game. And the book is like a do-it-yourself book. But then uh, the author of that book apparently murdered his wife. So then as, as the, yeah, he's kind of, <laughs> but you real you start to realize like why he murdered his wife. And like, you start to realize that like, the person that you're controlling the main character is slowly becoming self-conscious about the fact that you are controlling them with a remote yeah and it's kind of messed up but he's a coder and another coder basically tells him that uh you're you're in the rabbit hole right now you're starting to realize that like life is all just codes and and uh physics and just all these same (laughs) principles that's an oh, easy way to get um, existential quick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it does. It, yeah, it basically <laughs> is exactly like that. And it's it's pretty dark, but it, it got me thinking about how, like, if all of life, if we can mathematically prove everything that, like, kind of happens in life, you know, all the physics and all the, all the chemistry that comes together to create anything in life. And if you have, like, if you understand the fundamentals of that kind of, like um like coding does uh to an extent if you look at life differently you know because with me in video um i i kind of can look at life a little bit differently um like especially color i I look at color a lot very differently because of video because there's such an emphasis on on color and how people react to certain colors and how the whole feel of a, a place is because of just the color of yeah, it. Yeah, I suppose, because, like, what is it, UX design? Like, a user interface? Not exactly what the... Basically, like, the haptics? God, I'm trying to remember the term, but there's, like, a term specifically for, like, 
the way the person interacts with something and you basically design around the way they interact with it. So like, hey, if they see this red button, it's going to stand out. So you're like, okay, there people are going to interact with that over other stuff. It's not as much an extent probably as it would be with like video editing because you're probably thinking of more in terms of um, like emotion, I guess, which I suppose technically yeah. we're supposed to be doing with UX design, but I don't know. I, I Me specifically, like, I'm, I'm a simple country bumpkin still at heart. <laughs> and uh, I guess I, the programming doesn't come super often to like my everyday life. But since the world is a lot of computers nowadays, that, that definitely influences how I see, I guess, just like systems interacting and how you they interact with other people and kind of like the chain reaction. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be crazy knowing how these systems work and then seeing all these systems in place like everywhere, like on every single screen. You're like, oh, how does that – you kind of know the fundamentals of how that works yeah. and how that was made. Uh, again, I'm going to bring it back to video. Any piece of video that I see anywhere, uh, my first thought is like, how did they make that? No, that's like, oh, the exact that's same for me with coding. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of cool, but sometimes it kind of ruins it for yeah. you too. <laughs> I have heard that a big issues with especially some programmers. Or it's just like they can't sit down and enjoy a game as much anymore because they're just like thinking the whole time like, oh – how they do this? How does this work? Can I break the system by doing this? Yeah. They basically become bug testers at that point. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, that's how I feel. And again, it kind of sometimes uh, stresses me out oh, when, yeah. <laughs> when I'm watching a movie and there's like a really nice CGI or a really well-made shot that took a lot of time. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't imagine having to do that <laughs> saluting all the poor people working yeah, on it yeah exactly Sorry just for your loss yeah yeah <laughs> i respect you many late nights there on that on that two second clip um dude for uh, a coder a bethesda game must be like a living <laughs> hell for you guys <laughs> so yeah. buggy honestly especially because i've been playing um witcher 3 recently so I, i've never played that before i'm like oh, i gotta do it it's classic and uh just looking at the bugs and there's a lot of times where it's just like yeah, I could see myself making the same mistake. <laughs> so it's almost like a way to kind of connect with like the developers too, because you're just like, I feel for you. Good God. Yeah, yeah. That that actually, uh, I can attest to that too. I actually want to ask about The Witcher though. How how is it? I I've been enjoying it. It's, okay. It, it gets a little grindy at times, but it's still one of those games that's pretty easy. To just be like, I'm gonna sit down for two hours and just do some quests. Okay, cause I I know they I, I watched Witcher season one on Netflix, so good. I've heard Amazing. good things. I wanted to finish Witcher three before I started that show, so I'm like, oh, I got it, might as well. I feel like yeah, I feel like I can't super talk about you know The Witcher and stuff because I've only seen the show, so I don't want to be one of those guys. Oh yeah, no, it's um, I don't think they're super related. I think they, I mean, obviously, like, same characters, but yeah. I think it's, like, the same case of playing Witcher 3 and not playing the previous games where it's, like, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. You'll kind of catch on and you'll learn new things on the way. I just wanted to, like, uh, see if maybe it's worth getting that game to play it because I know they just came out with an anime, too, on Netflix. A Witcher yeah. anime. Yeah, <laughs> so that that's pretty cool. I don't watch a lot of anime, but I, I will make an exception for two shows right now i know star wars is coming out with an anime did oh, you see yeah, that i heard of that it, it looks it looks pretty cool i think it's in japanese though interesting choice yeah yeah but i i think it's gonna be cool and i think they're just trying to branch out into like a yeah. different country's market 
but and i also have mad respect for the animation of anime it's just it yeah. looks super cool i'm not a, a huge anime person either but it's it's pretty easy to just look and be like oh god that looks really good <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um so i'm i'm glad to hear that the witcher 3 is good i might i might have to pick it up before it's, the witcher season 2 comes out very long game though <laughs> okay is it like skyrim or yeah yeah if you just wanted to go through like the main story you probably could and it wouldn't take super long but like i'm the type of person who'll walk into a town loot every single villager's house i'm a monster <laughs> poor people like oh sir please help we're poor and we need to kill this monster i'm like okay and then first before i do that every single house is now empty for me. <laughs> <laughs> holding like 200 like candelabras yeah <laughs> oh, geez you must be horrible in those legend of zelda games just throwing everybody's pots everywhere <laughs> throwing's a little crude i like to slash them with swords oh, you can really get a lot more done that way ah uh, <laughs> yes the zelda master over here or what i mean i have played ocarina of time oh, back damn. in the day oh, yeah. i haven't even done that you're 10 times better than us already <laughs> nah i love zelda though Oh, another thing that I want to mention that's cool, too, is uh, The Witcher show. I haven't seen a lot of it. I've only seen, like, the first episode. I do want to watch the rest, but I've just been trying to watch a million things at once. But Henry Cavill, the guy who plays the main character, yeah, I love is a huge fan of the games and, like, just a huge gamer in general. It's pretty funny. I've watched a couple interviews where, like, people will talk to him about being a gamer, and they'll just, you, like, use the wrong terms because they're not gamers, and he'll, like, sigh and <laughs> just, just, like, correct like, them. I'm on to you. <laughs> and it's funny because he, like... You wouldn't think that big A-list actor like him does, but like, yeah, he's a huge gamer. Yeah, yeah, he looks like a a real Chad. <laughs> yeah, and apparently he used to be fat when he was younger too. Like he is caught in that in that show and as Superman. Yeah. But yeah, he used to be oh, a fat yeah. dude. I forgot he's Superman too. Yeah. A really yeah. like complete 180 then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Going from like. A, basically a fat nerd to becoming superman <laughs> what everybody knows as so now superman. he's buff nerd it's not, <laughs> yeah. not much of an evolution but still a pretty decent change. he just works out a lot yeah. <laughs> yeah he was talking about uh i don't know when i found out he was a nerd he was like talking about buying a three thousand dollar pc yeah jesus yeah seen that one and i was like dude what other actor is as getting a gaming pc you know <laughs> You wouldn't think they have time for it either. You got to assume yeah. their hours are cruel. And I know oh, he's yeah. been branching out. What movie was he in? Oh, uh, Mission Impossible. He was in one of those. He's... He was in, um, he was just recently in the, that new uh, Sherlock Holmes movie, but it's a, with his sister instead of Sherlock. It's like, he plays Sherlock Holmes, but it, the, the movie is about his sister. You know the girl that plays I think her name is Eleven in Stranger Things? Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's the she's the main character. So she's yeah. his sister. Yeah. Younger I, sister? Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say, because I don't know. Yeah, she's eight <laughs> years be a old. Lot younger, bro. <laughs> He's like a middle aged man. She's like just getting to like her teenage years, I believe. So What? No, no, no. She she's pretty much an adult i thought i mean it's no, been a wait, while since millie Stranger... bobby brown yes dude yes. i just saw her in godzilla versus kong she does not look like day over like 15 or 16 she could look she old. was like what like 13 when stranger things started right and that was like 2015 or something oh i'm gonna look 2015 though i gotta know yeah if it was 2015 that was what six years ago she's 19 now she's our age i know stranger things is like already old at this point so yeah that's crazy she to think today, oh my god 17 years old 
Okay. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. Well, I, I think she Almost looks there. older. <laughs> I think she looks uh I think she looks a little bit older than seventeen. But... Well the law says otherwise, Dane. <laughs> no, <I'm just> messing <laughs> with you. <laughs> yeah, I don't man, I I don't know. How did, how did we get on uh, off track? Oh Witcher. Oh yeah, I mean, oh yeah, Witcher, Geraldo. Video games Bergen. are a good reason to get off track. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. I love video games. What kind of video games have you been playing? Uh so obviously the Witcher. I've been so much of Ooblets before I started just so I knew everything about the game oh, going in. Yeah, yeah. You you gotta tell me about about Ooblets. Yeah. Man. So have you ever seen like Stardew Valley? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's basically Stardew Valley, but then you can also grow like Pokemon creatures basically. And they do little dance battles with like cards okay and then um it's just you kind of like exploring the world of harvesting forgeables talking with npcs is it like an open world uh it's it's like basically same vein as stardew valley where it's like here's a set world here's all these npcs who live in it Mm, go around unlock new areas by doing quests that sort of thing okay that sounds interesting so it's more it's it's like a farm it's like yeah it's like a farm sim game game. and then it just has like the additional aspect of like Hey, let's go make these little creatures that you can decorate and battle with dancing. Oh. It's like it's a little it's like a fun sort of cheesy. Like I'm thinking I'm thinking like Stardew Valley with Pokemon. Yeah, no, that's that's literally I think that was like one of the the big thing everyone was writing basically on like reviews and marketing sort of stuff. It's like, yeah. So are there like, previous games in this entry and you're working on like a sequel? Or? No, this is so the game is early access right now. Oh, okay. Uh, I think it came out was it 2020 it's like 2019 2020 went on early access on the epic store uh so they've been pushing updates they've been constantly doing like fixes and whatnot and they're just going to continue working on that until it's in the 1.0 state and then i have no clue what's going on from there (laughs) when's the 1.0 state um i think based off of the online frick what's it called roadmap that's the word Mm -hmm. um based on the roadmap it's supposed to be 2022 i think like okay. mid to late 2022 all right we'll have to look out for that because i like pokemon and i thoroughly enjoyed the bit of stardew valley that i played yeah. i thought that was really good it's definitely more of like the casual style game it's not like yeah i'm gonna bring out my ak and kill 20 men <laughs> <laughs> i am gonna get that gun in there sometime. <laughs> <laughs> alex like is gonna secret- <laughs> yeah he's gonna secretly code in an ak <laughs> is gonna hear be like okay he's gone already he's fired <laughs> <laughs> already making jokes about ak and it's like day three for him <laughs> so what's life like have you been to the office space or no no it's, i you're saying they they're in uh, washington right yeah it's in washington but everyone works remote so they don't really have an office mm-hmm. it's just like because the game was started by a husband and wife duo and uh from there they hired on some other people and now it's they got like a team of five basically with some some contractors okay uh is it because of the pandemic that they don't really have like a building or they don't need a building they don't really need a building especially with like indie companies they've always kind of been compared to like AAA studios they can kind of get away with a lot more and they're a lot more experimental in what they can do for like business strategies and like organization so i mean it's been working out pretty well for them apparently and it's been very nice for me just being able to sit at home and get some work done, sifting some Pepsi, just yeah. chilling, absolute gamer in the basement. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I mean, but 
Did, does that ever uh, get hard for you to do when you're sitting in your own house and working rather than an office? Yeah, because I, I especially, I'm I'm the sort of guy who, I, I kind of like menial labor at times. It's kind of nice to just go out and be like, okay, I'm going to go hoe in this field for six hours or, hey, I'm going to clean up this movie theater sort of thing. Um, so it is difficult at times just to be like, I'm going to sit down in this chair for eight hours. It's, it's something I still got to figure out how to balance with like working out and staying active yeah yeah i i find that that same thing i just did like i just sat down and did like nine hours on the computer and it was it was horrible i i love what i do but when when i gotta sit down for that long yeah. it gets it gets tiring and i i also love like manual labor jobs and I work out and stuff, so I, I always start my day like that. If I know I'm going to do, uh, like, some long video editing and I'm going to be sitting at my computer, I have to work out beforehand. Yeah, get otherwise... some sort of energy in you, so that way you can kind of relax and sort of do your work after that with just yeah. sitting. Yeah, exactly, because that, that can get long. And that's one of the things that I'm afraid of when I uh, as I get older is I don't want to be sitting at a – chair the the entire time yeah. uh i'm definitely gonna get a, one of those stand-up desks yeah i'm debating about doing the same thing too once i end up getting more of like a workspace yeah yeah also yeah also the the whole workspace thing is is crucial yeah that's for sure yeah i i got my workspace is basically just my recreational desk next to my my uh bed and everything so it's so hard to like focus up doing work when your You're workspace like, sleep right now. yeah exactly <laughs> right there right behind me is my bed and then right to like the left of me is all my recreational stuff to my right is all my other like stuff that i would like normally do if i don't work and then on my desktop is all my video games yeah. and stuff like that so yeah, no that's every, for sure yeah especially <laughs> it's just like uh, i could do the work or open the game yeah yeah exactly <laughs> oh man i i i had to actually like talk to myself like don't like, do it <laughs> yeah. you monster don't do this to me <laughs> look at myself in the mirror like bad boy don't no no you're better than this <laughs> i had to like actually get self-aware a little bit uh, um because i i realized that um every single morning that i would get up and i had work to do there would be a debate in my head um, as to whether I should just just watch one YouTube video or just play one round of games or get straight to work. Yeah. Anytime I pick the first two options, I'm doing that for the rest yeah. of the day. <laughs> oh, God, that's way too relatable. Yes, 100%, bro. <laughs> Even with our editing for this podcast, bro, I always be like, well, I've got two days, so like I should do half today and half tomorrow. And then I wake like, up oh. the next day, I'm like, okay, so I did nothing yesterday. <laughs> now I got to do it all today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but i find like sometimes once you get going you're just you're just going yeah. you get in that flow state and you start going you yeah, know it's definitely the case of like once i get in like once you get started it's so much easier just to continue with that yeah. you have to actually like break your flow if you want to be like okay i'm gonna open up a game of cod or something yeah it, it's really that first like 10 to 15 minutes that get me like the <laughs> the first 10 to 15 minutes of working it's horrible oh, i'm like god I just wanna, I just wanna do this one little thing, and then, and then I wanna go back and maybe take a break or something. But when I get past that, 
then then I want to work. Then yeah. I like nothing can stop me. I'm gonna keep going until I'm done, kind of thing. So, yeah, dude, doing that, doing these kind of jobs, like just sitting down in your house, it's like it's a you got to be like mentally ready for that thing. Yeah, and you know, that's what programming's always been. So at least I'm I'm somewhat used to it. Yeah, especially like four years of kind of practice of some sort with projects and whatnot. But and then um. I kind of skipped the portion where it was like work, like not having a work office instead having work at home because mm-hmm. I, I still very much, I love the idea of just having like an office where you can work with people and it's a lot easier to communicate instead of like discord messaging or that sort of thing. But it, it still works in the end. It just kind of removes that sort of personalized experience you get with just going face to face yeah if i if i worked in an office i would have none of those problems yeah because i mean you have the people there like okay if i start doing some games they would see me (laughs) yeah if i start playing games i would get fired (laughs) i kind of can't really go back to bed or anything because yeah that extra little bit of pressure is just so much yeah i I almost i I wish i could do like an off or have like an office space or something like that to work in um but for right now i i don't see a future in which that's going to be possible for a while yeah no that's totally fair but i i think it kind of helps just learning this at a young age like learning how to just force yourself to do the work just go through the motions because it's so much of everything nowadays because like a lot of it was like oh yeah go into my cubicle and do work for a couple hours right next to my boss and then i go out and do lunch and then come back but now everything's online everything's a lot more convenient but a lot more like mentally stressful at times Mm because you have all those extra things that can pull you away yeah yeah exactly i uh i can attest to that man like that i'm learning very slowly but surely how to like force myself to like just just sit down and just start doing the work man stop with all this like you know what you're doing when you go on your phone this is me just talking to myself but like (laughs) when you go on your phone you know you're not looking for anything you know nobody's like nobody's messaging you you have no friends turn your phone (laughs) off throw it behind you and get to work jeez dude no not only that but do you ever do this thing where it's like you open your phone and your goal is to like oh i need to set an alarm for this or i need to check the calendar for this and then pretty soon you find yourself like 50 minutes deep into youtube you're like wait what was i even doing what did i open my phone for like how did i get to the actor's page for beverly hillbillies (laughs) (laughs) do you uh are you addicted to any social media apps we talk about this a lot on the podcast uh, I use Twitter, but not obsessively. It's more of a thing that I'd actually like to interact with well, less browsing and more posting on there because it's like, it's fun just to like be like, hey, I made this or hey, I'm thinking this stupid thing. Look at my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> but no, for the most part, thankfully, I'm relatively away from social media. I'll occasionally just like browse Reddit for too long. It's just like, hey, dumb content. Feed me it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
feed me stuff I'm never going to remember. Things... It will never <laughs> apply to me and never come back again. Yep. Give it to me. Yeah, dude. I I um I used to have this app called iFunny. I think yeah. Oh yeah. yeah I, I think Justin still goes on that from time to time. Dude, I had it for they count how many days you have the app and I had it for like 6 years. Jesus. Yeah, and I was so addicted to that thing. I had to delete it, and before I deleted it, I went through all the posts that I, like, reposted because I was like, all right, I I usually reposted things I thought would be important for me because, you know, some memes can have, like, little tips and stuff, yeah. and then uh, I reposted things that I thought were, like, genuinely funny. Like, if it actually made me laugh, then I would repost Instead it. Instead of the, the normal nose exhale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or just, like, <laughs> slight upturn of the, the lips just... <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so but like i was scrolling through all the stuff that i reposted and like there were like little tips and tricks that like clearly would never ever come up in my life yeah it, it, it was like how to like if your sink was like spraying dirty water how do you clean that and i'm like i will never need to know that i will call a plumber and they will do it for me or something worst case the tragic story of how your kitchen got covered in dirty water immediately after (laughs) yeah desperately trying to download it back (laughs) soaked but yeah but my my point is is like all that stuff on social media i always like spend like, cause I'm, I'm addicted to IG reels right now. Like I will, um, do you know what IG reels I are? I do not. Basically Instagram took what TikTok is doing and they put it into their own app. And that's oh, what IG reels okay. is. You just get videos after videos. You, you keep swiping up okay. and then they'll show more and more videos. Classic content feeder. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's, um, they're addicting. Yeah. They're so addicting, but I right now i cannot remind i cannot remember one video that i've watched from there and i've spent hours hours watching that stuff and none of it it all just goes in one ear and out the other yeah. like it's it's just white noise to me but i don't know why i still keep going back to it you know yeah, it's it's insane everything's that nowadays yeah it it doesn't add any value to me like at least when you play a video game you get to watch yourself progress yeah. you know build and up there's on like things. a sense of like hey i'm following along this story it is impactful to me in the moment still it'll potentially last with me if it's a good one yeah exactly if you got something with like an actual story like watching a movie or a tv show that's yeah. understandable you get so much you you get a nice quality story out of it and Compared maybe even a lesson learned. A five second video of some eighteen year old doing a dance. Yeah, so, yeah. Man. Some some girls shaking their ass on TikTok or something like that. Safe room for Jesus. <laughs> yeah. It's it's nice. Thank you for that. But I'm not gonna remember this in about five minutes because I'm gonna see three other ones. So <laughs> it's all the same to me. You hear that, Jessica? <laughs> You're not special, Jessica. You're no Spider-Man for the PS5. Get out of here. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> if you pl- have you played Spider-Man, Sue? Oh, I've played... I was hoping when they came out on PS4, the 2019 one, yeah, I played the shit out of it. I That's the only game in my life that I've 100%ed. Like, I have a platinum trophy for it. Oh, jeez. I have not played the newest one, but I want to. Yo, what you know about Lego Star Wars? <laughs> I 100%, I 100% of that. that. 
No, yeah. I didn't 100% it, but, uh, like, there were some other, like, the, like, golden blocks that you got to collect. Screw oh, that. Yeah. That was horrible. No. <laughs> but I 100% in, like, everything else, all right? That's, that's fair. I think there's, God, what was the game? There's one game where, oh, Breath of the Wild, where it's like, I did everything I could, and then there's, like, at the very end, it's like, could get all 900 korok seeds no i was like nope no. done. <laughs> never not touching the game until i'm bored again that's, that's not a, even worth bro so, that's a switch game right yeah yeah uh basically okay. there's these little creatures they look like trees kind of they're called koroks and the map is pretty big i think they say it's like four times the size of skyrim's map yeah, or something ridiculous. crazy like that skyrim's pretty big the overlays yeah. if you see map overlays it's like insane like it's how not, many maps yeah. it'll end up dwarfing yeah mm-hmm. and you can find these little koroks 900 of them scattered throughout the map and, and if you find all 900 that's how you technically 100 percent the game assuming you've done everything else too and the reward <laughs> a golden shit <laughs> literally it's, it's not literally that, a golden piece like, of crap just yes. like the turn it's, emoji only it's yellow basically <laughs> pretty much bro. it's literally just in your inventory you can't do anything with it you can just look at it and admire the poop <laughs> Jeez, it's such a slap in the face yeah but you know that there's people out there that oh, are grinding oh, yeah sure i time. got made fun of for like oh you're claiming you 100 percent the game and didn't get all the korok seeds it's like no, I have other games I want to play, thank you. <laughs> In the next century, maybe. Yeah. Like, even if you look up a guide, you're still taking so much time. And you like, miss just one, yeah. and you don't know where it is. So you got to scroll through the entire map and... <laughs> Jeez, uh, yeah. yeah i'm i'm not about those like extra crap missions yeah they no. just well think about how uh how much how coding 900 of those must be oh it's at least those are pretty decent because i'm assuming it's a system of like here is eight pre-built prefabs basically drag and drop them across the map and just like change some values in them yeah okay a so, lot of a lot of the ways you find them are very similar yeah because it's always like they're hiding under a rock there's like a windmill that will or like a little pinwheel that'll make a bunch of balloons show up that you gotta pop or um like cut down a tree it's just like super simple stuff there's only like 10 like 10 styles in the entire game they just change it up slightly yeah i just i just am thinking more from like just knowing that like one out of every 100 people that play that game are actually gonna care about that and then one out of every 10,000 people are actually going to try to look for all of those yeah. things. Yeah. I You're mean, just like, there is <laughs> some method to the madness because, like, they, if you get so many, or like, you, their currency basically the upgrade the number of weapons you can hold. So they have 900, so that way, like, no matter where you're doing, or no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, you can still find the Korok seeds and, like, you can only be exploring like half the game and still find more than enough to get all those upgrades. Oh, so so it does like help you progress to yeah, an extent. Yeah, to an extent. And then once you're past like the 150 mark, it's like you don't need any more. Oh, okay. really? Okay. <clears throat> the, so the point of that many is so that like no matter what you do, you'll find them. Because yeah. you do need them to progress to the game. Which is smart until you get to the completionist style players. Yep. Because then it's like, okay, you've just made everyone's life hell. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So, I also wanted to talk to you about Guardians of the Galaxy. Hell You're a big yeah. fan of Guardians of the Galaxy, right? I am. Yeah. You are correct. Probably, if I'm being honest, probably the biggest fan of Guardians of the Galaxy that I know. I'm and a pretty big fan. not blaming you because, dude, those movies are amazing. They're very good. I, You know me and Justin pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. 
we both have Guardian soundtrack on our phone, and we just play them constantly. It's Dude, like the only normal songs we have on our phone. Bro, I've <laughs> been listening to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy two uh, soundtrack the last two days. Like I just, um, it's I think, good. yeah, I think you and I were hanging out uh, Tuesday night. Tuesday morning, Monday night. Yeah, yeah, Monday night. It, yeah. it was Monday night, and I think. It, uh, some Guardians of the Galaxy song came on. Yeah, it was. And then uh, after that, I was like, love. "Yeah." After yeah. that, went home, listened to both volumes on repeat. It was <laughs> it was over. It's so easy because they're so popular songs yeah. too. So you like hear it on the radio, and you're like, "I'm hooked <laughs> on a feeling." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You get now. You got to watch. At least for me, I listen to one of those songs. I got to listen to the whole soundtrack. Yeah, no, it's just so good. It yeah, is. and it's so easy just to like sit down and just have it in the background. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, do you know what's going on with uh, number three now? Um, I sort of know. I think because James Gunn's the director. I think he. Oh, he is directing it then. Yeah, yeah. he's directing it because okay, there was God. they they fired him for a little little bit because of some like old drama, and they're like, "Wow, that was kind of dumb of us." So they hired him back, but before they hired him back, he already started working for dc basically making mm-hmm. uh the new suicide squad yeah so then i think after that's out right now so i think now he's starting stuff with guardians 3 oh now yeah. they're just starting guardians 3 yeah, yeah oh, have, like, you, have you seen the new suicide one or i've not suicide but i really squad. want to yeah. i've heard it's kind of like a kind of like a whack they don't take himself as serious yeah it's very uh it's supposed to be more funny and colorful and upbeat yeah. than actually like serious which is like it works a lot better than yeah here look at harley quinn be depressed that jay leno joker is that who it was <laughs> yeah yes. yeah Jared i like leno. him as an actor but god i hate his role yeah he just made that joker bad yeah uh, i think it's kind of hard because i think he played a crazy psychopathic gangster really well but so, it wasn't the Joker. Yeah, it was he didn't some play... writer's interpretation of Joker that was not yes great. Yes, story wise, exactly. He didn't play the Joker right, but he played a, like a, a maniac perfectly. So yeah. if this was like a movie that had nothing to do with DC, yeah. he would have he would have played it excellently. Yeah, but yeah. Just as the Joker, no. What do you think? Who do you think is the best Joker right now? Ooh, that's tough uh right now is in like not right now is in of all time because right now there's only two right joaquin phoenix and maybe jay leto or how do you say his name jared leto jared leto's loker yeah or not jay wow dude i can't speak (laughs) uh jared leto as the joker there we go it's a little bit of a tongue twister not really anyways (laughs) moving on uh yeah his is the worst one i've seen personally and joaquin phoenix's was super good but Heath Ledger's was iconic because, like, one, that movie's amazing. I love Christopher Nolan movies. And two, just the way he played it. I love how it was, like, you don't know which backstory is correct. He tells, like, three different ones. And all three could have been made up. You know, all three could have been partially true. You just don't know, and that's why it's cool. Whereas with the new Joker, it's, like, you actually get to see his backstory, which is yeah. cool, too. But I almost like not knowing when it comes to the Joker yeah it really removes a lot of like the impact of what he says and what he does if you're like oh you're this way because of this especially if you're a villain because you're like oh now i can kind of emphasize or emphasize with him compared to like 
here's this crazy man who might kill me for no reason. Um, I'm scared, and I don't know why he's like this. <laughs> I think I kind of got to disagree with you guys. Really? Though. Yeah, we got a little... You're we dead might have me. a little... <laughs> he's walking out of the studio right now. <laughs> no, yeah. I think it's good to have a villain that you can kind of relate to, for one. Because, yeah. like, that was a huge thing with Thanos, is the reason why he was such a good villain is because... His overall, like, reason why he's trying to snap, uh, like, half of the universe out of existence is kind of, it, it kind of makes sense. It's yeah, like, there's okay, some yeah. sort of reason. Yeah, it. yeah, but it's because of, it's his major flaws in his character that make him a villain. Yeah. I think the best villains out there are villains that have, like, they have a goal in mind that is understandable. And you're almost and, just like, oh yeah oh, would i be him exactly and you're you're empathetic to his uh his goal and their tragic backstory yeah but it's their big flaws that make you go all right this is an unacceptable like i understand what you're doing and i understand um your backstory but this it's big still, flaw here is yeah. what makes you a bad guy it's like i mean like like darth vader darth vader is such a great villain because he's He's Luke's, uh, he's like this dark, it's evil character. Yeah, exactly. He's, uh, but in the end, then you find out that he does have a little heart to him and he throws the emperor off the edge and you find out that like he would just wanted to be a good father and he just wanted to make sure everybody was safe, but he went too far with it. That yeah. was his flaw. Just so too far. Yeah. So I, just I some genocide. Yeah. Just, fine. yeah. Just a little bit too far, <laughs> you know, yeah. like he was inching over the line and just barely crossed. It's <laughs> yeah. Honestly, honest mistake. Here, here's breaking the law. You know, and sometimes, you know, when, when you litter, you know, sometimes it's, it's <laughs> understandable. Like, uh, and then here's genocide. You yeah. Know, it's just, just a few inches <laughs> across the line from Whoopsie, that. Whoopsie, slipped and committed a genocide. <laughs> Darn. No, um, I, I like that you brought that up, though. Okay, I, I do agree with you that a good villain usually is someone you can kind of relate to, but again, you see their flaws. But part of the reason why Joker's cool and unique is because you can't relate to him. He is literally insane. You have no idea why he's doing what he does. As he says in The Dark Knight, some people just like to watch the world burn. Like, that's pretty interesting. But when it comes to other villains, I think it's better to have a fleshed out yeah. backstory. It definitely seems like the, based on the type of story you want to tell, that's the kind of villain. You, you got to base the type of villain off of that. Because, like, the Joker, or, like, all the Batman movies are about Batman. Joker is, like, he, he's, like, the person that pushes Batman to do this stuff compared to like marvel movies where it usually has a lot more empathetic enemies but it's more about kind of like the the fight versus these the good and bad i guess technically yeah i there are a few villains that that are kind of you can be empathetic towards it isn't mr freeze's is it doc freeze no that's mr freeze villain yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Freeze is like trying to save his dying wife. Yeah, yeah. He's just trying to save his dying wife. There's um, screw him. <laughs> what a selfish well, asshole. Well, you you think about that throughout the whole film because like the way that he's trying to save his wife is unjustifiable. Yeah. So that's why he's the villain. But you understand, like he just wants to save his wife. It's kind of yeah. sad. Um, so I I I actually yeah I, I kind of get what you're saying with the Joker it's a little bit different because he's supposed to be like a complete maniac mm -hmm. like unpredictable 
you don't know what's going on like a little the, silly yeah yeah exactly <laughs> just, just yeah just kind of creepy and unsettling yeah and like um, part of the fun yeah yeah exactly I mean, and then um <laughs> yeah the pencil scene where he just oh, smacks God. a guy in the head takes <laughs> everybody pencil disappear yeah <laughs> yeah he just takes everybody's uh um or like I, I guess let me reword that like everybody gets surprised by that scene when they first watch it they're like whoa i did not expect that was gonna yeah. happen so that's kind of the essence of the joker you don't really understand why or what's going on but I don't know. I think I think this new Joker brings like an interesting, spin. Uh, yeah, yeah, an interesting spin on the story of yeah. Joker. Like he was just he's kind of like Taxi Driver. You guys ever watched Taxi Driver before? Didn't they base you know. a movie off of that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can really tell if you watch Taxi Taxi Driver. I watched Joker first, and then I watched uh, Taxi Driver after. But Taxi Driver is just this guy who's um, he's a veteran. And he moves to New York, and he he doesn't have, like, any friends or anything. But he's a good guy at the beginning. But he just, like, New York that sounds just... like he's going to stay being a good guy <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> yeah, this whole story arc is he's just a normal guy the whole movie. He's just a guy eating pancakes at one point. <laughs> no, no, he, he, like, yeah, he... New York just kind of starts running him down like Joker does. And, like, you find, like, all the... That he finds out all the bad stuff that happens in New York, the bad stuff that happens to good people, and it just wears him out to the point where he turns into the villain in the end. He wants to do something good, but then he ends up just being the villain in the end. Yeah, and it's like society is supposed to represent like the bigger villain in both movies. Yeah, almost. Yeah, mm -hmm. pretty much. Um, I don't know if you could blame that. I all, I'm not saying in real life, society. but the way the movie depicts it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. The way the movie depicts it, it's society. Only I think in Joker, it's the government and corporations. I'd say it's also society, too. Like, a lot of the reason he gets mad and fed up is because random people keep bullying him and doing shit to him yeah, because of true. his condition. Mm -hmm. To be but, fair, it's a big city. So, what nope. did you expect moving to a big city? Yeah, every, no, yeah, 100%. Everybody sucks in a big city. And I, I honestly, I don't blame them. I mean, if you had to interact with all those people every single day, 24-7, would you be a nice person too? I would get sick of people. I get sick of people in the suburbs, man. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, We're friendly out here, but yeah, I if you had to deal with so many people, I'm, it's not that surprising that compared to us where it's like you drive by someone you don't know and you wave mm -hmm. and then there's cities and you just look at someone they flip you off it's like yeah yeah i guess i could see where that's coming from yeah yeah i um fuck you too dude i understand <laughs> i had uh i just went to new orleans um a few weeks ago uh as just for a vacation and we went down to my, my brother and I went down to one of the uh, big uh, party streets. There's bars all up and down the street. And uh, on our way back, we're, we're like, we're just walking back to our hotel. And there are like 12 different times that some random people came up to us and was trying to get our attention oh for like God. the most random thing. Mostly asking us for a light or uh, for the time. And it's like, and you know... I, I've never been in one of these situations, but a lot of people always say, like, some of these questions, you know, they ask you that for a reason. Yeah. You know, you can never be too uh, too careful around those places. And there was 
the amount of homeless people that I saw, like if I had a dollar for every single homeless person I saw I in New Orleans that time, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd have enough money to pay for somebody's Jesus. rent. Jeez, dude. There was a lot of, there was a lot of homeless people. It's, it's actually kind of sad, but like yeah. my mom, my mom went, uh, she was walking down the street and some guy, uh, was like asking her, he like came up to her and he was like, Hey, can I, uh, can I use your phone to call my friend? Uh, yeah, my phone died. And my mom was like, yeah, sure. But, and then my dad stepped in. He's like, no, get out of here. Get out. Cause that's like, that's like how people steal your yeah. phone. So yeah, and, yeah, but my mom, she, she grew up on a farm and now she lives in the suburbs. So like, she, she doesn't super know, you know, like, like she doesn't know to expect, she doesn't expect the worst on people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's not like, it's not like her fault or anything. No. Like she's just expect every she expects everybody to be kind which yeah. is what you should expect out of people but you just kind of looking at reality you can't really do that in those big cities yeah. i blame so like, philadelphia <laughs> <laughs> you could put the blame on quite a bit of different <laughs> cities so yeah dude that, that's just my little story about like cities and how uh you, you can't super blame society because sometimes just the people suck yeah you know? I, I got a funny story. When I was down in Nashville, I went to, again, their big party street. I forgot what it's called. But anybody who knows Nashville knows this big party street. It's just filled with bars and music and stuff. Mm -hmm. And some guy came up to my dad. And keep in mind, my dad's just, like, the average-looking dad. Like, when you think of dad, you think of my dad. Like, he should be the definition in the dictionary. He goes, hey, want to buy some hash? I'm just like, whoa, what? <laughs> like, pause. Where do you get the impression he smokes hash? And then I watched him open up like a little bowl or pipe or something, and there was fucking hash in there. I'm just like, the fuck? Like, there's cops up and down the street. I'm like, it must be legal here. I look it up. I'm like, nope, very illegal, very illegal in Tennessee. <laughs> so I'm like, what Jesus. the fuck is going on? They must oh, just not give a shit. Bro. Yeah, that same thing happens in uh, in New Orleans. Like, that, that whole place, first of all, it smells of two things, all right? It smells mostly like shit. And if it doesn't smell like shit, it smells like weed. <laughs> Those are the only two smells that I smelled. I was going to guess wee-wee. <laughs> no, no, no. Usually that's mixed in with the shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, Glad yeah, you but... you clarified and can tell. <laughs> there were some people that were smoking weed. You can tell they sparked they were sparked joints down up and down... Uh, I, oh, it's Bourbon Street. Bourbon Street is the is a big uh, New Orleans street. Yeah, they I I saw multiple people smoking um, blunts and joints out in the open, and there were cops walking up and down the line, maybe like 30, 40 feet away from them, and they those cops will not do anything. They do not care. They will not do anything. I don't think there's enough cops to do anything, bro. Imagine no. if they had to try to stop every single person who's smoking weed. They'd run out of cops. Instantly. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, some dude parked in, uh, on the side of the street as my brother and I were walking down it, and he gets out of the car, and we're like four feet away from him, and he just looks at us and then sparks up a blunt and just keeps going. And I was like, dude, if if I if we were back in Green Bay, you know, and I was in his situation, and I just sparked up a blunt in front of two random strangers. More than likely, those two random strangers are gonna at least say something yeah. about yeah. it. Yeah. And, you know, average scenario is football tackle you. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, or, yeah, you know, like, call the cops on you or something, you know, but, like, they really just don't care in those big cities. And it's so sad. It's so sad to see. But, like, until you, like, live in one, you can't really... Yeah, you don't have the perspective to be like, okay, this is why or this is how it came to this and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And usually it's the case, too, of, like, there's unofficial, like, the thing where it's like, hey, if you go on the highway and you go, like, five over you will never be pulled over it's sometimes like that too is just like ordinary laws in some places because it's just like it's so normalized there yeah yeah i mean we get around here we we get off of tickets much easier than than most places because we're we're a smaller town so they they know us more they know that we're not really doing anything yeah. any big like drug deal or anything and we're speeding to get to our drug deal or something but you go down to milwaukee and i and they'll uh they won't let you get away as easy so it's just kind of uh it's kind of a difference of where you live and i'm only speaking of it from people who have told me yeah. like people who have lived in big cities and have told me like yeah it sucks it's horrible we have a few uh friends from new york um and they don't live in the big city or anything but they um they are always say like dude new york is horrible like the whole state is horrible the whole state follows what the city does because yeah because yeah, it's so many people there yeah yeah exactly the city is like the heart of the state so whatever this the city says goes everywhere else and they're like they just make everybody else's life like just horrible <laughs> so it sucks yeah i think it'd be cool to experience living in a big city that's why i'm <clears throat> going to college in a few days here i'm gonna go to milwaukee Dude. biggest city we have in wisconsin yeah but if i don't like it i probably will just come back to living here like i don't know I'm, it's kind of more of an experience thing for me i want to see what it's like yeah no but yeah no i i definitely agree i would love to live in a big city for like maybe a year or two like i, I want to see what it's like i want to experience that but I don't think I'll like it. I really don't think I'll like it. Yeah, especially when you're used to something like a lot more quiet, like good old area around here. It's just like not not a lot happens, but we still have the conveniences. It's still like nice, a good environment. And then when you go to a city, it's like, yeah, you're open to a lot more, but you're also open to a lot more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Isn't Howard one of like the safest places to live in the nation? There was a rating, uh, right? Yeah, I saw on a magazine and this was a while ago and i don't remember which magazine so take it with a grain of salt but it said like there's like a ranking of like top 10 like safest or nicest like places to live in based on like quality and everything else and stuff and howard was in that top 10 pretty really? close to number one i believe it was wow. like at least number six maybe even higher so well, when was the last time any like crisis came through here you know we one time there was a bear that was walking around that's pretty scary <laughs> <laughs> it was dude. pretty small and probably harmless but hey dude we got natives to clear that here. out man <laughs> natives are running all over this place trying to kill bears and deer up here dude take it from somebody who owns land in wabino those guys will kill anything out there so that's not a problem <laughs> give I'm, it a week and it's gone <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly they'll be out there hunting it dude <laughs> Uh, but even look at like the pandemic, like the pandemic did not hit hard here. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. No. Everything's like basically back to normal for mm -hmm. us. Yeah. And then, cause I helped Justin move down to Madison for college and we went into, what was it? Um, 
Trader Joe's. And everyone there was like wearing masks again. And it was just me and my mom like, we probably should have brought our masks. This feels very weird being like the only two people, like literally no one else was not wearing a mask in there. Mm -hmm. I think I saw like one worker that maybe didn't have a mask on. But besides that, I was just like, oh yeah, I forget. Big city, big population, very condensed. Things spread fast. Yeah, yeah. And not to mention, I mean, the ideology between cities and suburban states are very, very different. Cities tend to lean more left, which obviously that that's going to be more with the pro-mask, the mm -hmm. uh, pro-pandemic yeah, crowd. Yeah, is true. This area is very, like, right Right, yeah, I guess. yeah, it it's more center, right? I'm thinking, and yeah, that does um, seem to kind of be the case. Yeah, and that's that's not picking sides or anything. That's just normally how things are. Usually, no, yeah, no. The, I think everyone can agree with that. Yeah, the more like rural area that you live in, the more red you're gonna be. The bigger city that you live in, the the more blue you're gonna be, mm -hmm. because usually those people don't really seem to see that, but uh, people don't really realize that, like. Um, the, the ideologies change depending on... Because you live such different lives, yeah. whether you're in a big city or out in the open. So, like, y y you have different rules, different morals for life. So that's yeah. kind of where that goes. It's it's not a battle between both of them. It's just how it is. Yeah. Yeah. Just how people live. And if anyone disagrees, I will fight them to the death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, there, nobody's nobody's right or wrong here except for me i'm right for sure <laughs> no, I, I can you disagree you're you uh, an idiot <laughs> <laughs> yeah even our state i looked at a chart of where the presidential votes landed and all the areas without big cities were red and it was mainly like milwaukee green bay uh Eau claire madison, madison yeah, like madison all of our sure. big towns and big college like cities all blue and i'm pretty sure those are enough to make our state like uh blue like in in yeah. total like on a map it looked like it should be red but those areas where they were red were so small percentages of people it didn't matter mm -hmm. yeah they're packed in like sardines so yeah <laughs> no yeah actually it's kind of bad but yeah. <laughs> yeah just um oh man i think i just lost my train of thought talking about this but oh oh yeah going back to the mask thing around here like the whole time during the pandemic even at the height I would go to stores and it would be like almost 50 50 really? somebody's wearing a mask somebody like some people don't have the mask on and huh. people won't call you out on it i know we have a festival foods right next to our high school over here and uh i would go in there routinely to you know buy uh, post-workout meals and stuff like that and it was it was really 50 50 even at the height of the pandemic and nobody so the workers would never call anybody out on it They'll i mean just they would be doing that all day then it's the same case with like all those people doing weed it's just like yeah you can't do anything about it yeah yeah what do you you think that's just gonna stop you're gonna have to no. get a supervisor called they're gonna talk <laughs> for half an hour and You'll finally get one person to put on their mask and they're going to come back in and they're not going to have their mask on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They'll more than likely they'll just leave and go to somewhere else without a mask on. It's it's yeah, it's just how people live around here. I don't think people are because people aren't worried about it around here. Yeah. I have not seen there's a been big, not much stress around. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's just because we live in a smaller town and there's just not a lot of people. Um, that doesn't speak for the rest of the country by any means at all. Because, uh, of course, you get to these bigger cities and you should be 
you know, paying better attention to uh, to the public health code. Especially when everyone's so close. Yeah, exactly. So it's so understandable to see bigger cities um, do more. Yeah, more precautions. Yeah, yeah. They have more precautions for that kind of stuff because everybody's right next to each other. Whereas out here, it's it's not a big deal. Yeah. It really is not. Okay, so I kind of wanted to go back and like talk about what we were talking about at the beginning. With the game you're developing, I want to know your opinion because you work for an indie company and mm-hmm. I, I have a lot of respect for indie companies because it seems like they care more about like what the consumer is going to want to play and like bigger companies usually care more about what the consumer will pay for, yeah. which is unfortunate. So there's been a lot of um, bigger companies kind of absorbing smaller ones. Like I know a big one was Activision just absorbed Toys for Bob. They completely bought oh, them out. Yeah, because that's uh, the... What the- spyro remake people i i don't Dude, i think you might crash. be right but i know for sure they made the crash band okay it's, the, it's gotta game. be the crash one then. maybe they did the spyro too i don't know yeah but they bought them out and a lot of people it was a big controversy because a lot of the people said that oh well now we can't like work on the games we want to do instead of making these like cool indie games now they're just working and making Warzone, which yeah. that's probably not what you signed up for that company to do is to help warzone because it's like a huge game right now and it's fps like shooter real time where it's like crash the bandicoot's game. like a story mode like single player so yeah. it's like completely different things so i want to kind of like kind of get your opinion on what you think about all that stuff well first of all i should uh mention i am representative of everyone's opinions in the game design field <laughs> right. uh, i am the epitome of uh diversity <laughs> and my opinions are 100 percent correct (laughs) um yeah but it it is definitely a case of like it's not usually a case of like once a studio's acquired it's like oh game over for them it's usually because like the the problems always arise because of interference i guess with the higher-ups it's never like the game companies they lose all joy and whatnot because they can still enjoy the game it's usually meddling budget stuff and marketing that screws especially AAA companies over the most because i know there's a youtube channel called uh oh frack is it like matt mcmuscles or something but he has a youtube series called um what happened and it breaks down how these games like triple a movie or it's everything from games to movies to other crap but he'll break down like how these games basically flopped or turned into development hell. So I was like watching one video last night about Superman 64, which is like one of the like most hated games of all time because it's just like so bad. It's you're Superman, you fly through rings in like a very low render distance world on N64. And it's like, okay, this is not very fun. But a lot of that was due because of they were constantly working with, um, was it? warner brothers i think that owned the rights to superman at the time and the entire time warner brothers was just fighting with them every moment like hey why are you making this choice hey you can't have superman do that unless you prove he did it in the comic books because this team was still like passionate about the game they wanted to make it they approached them about making the game but a lot of times it is meddling that screws stuff over in the end and with indie studios you still sometimes kind of get that especially if you have to um uh what specifically like i guess depending on the fan base sometimes you kind of have to like lean more towards what they want 
but a lot of times they don't have as many distractions to hold them back to work on what they want. But it is, if you're working for a AAA studio, I feel for you. Because <laughs> there's a lot of stuff you have to deal with that a lot of indie studios don't have to. Yeah, is that, uh, so do you get like creative control now because you work for an indie studio? I, I get a lot more freedom than I would. It's it's a lot of just like approach my boss. Hey, I want to make this change. Can I make the change? Message me back right away. Yep, go ahead and I make a change. And um, obviously I'm not going to push for anything big here. I'm just going to go with the flow for a couple months probably. Yeah. But I do eventually want to be like, hey, here's what I think would be cool if we introduced. What would you guys think of this? And that's something that you could do at a AAA studio as well, but it's a lot less likely to get seen and actually put forward. Yeah, that's that's just an issue with I think any big like company or I guess corporation that um, if you get too big, all those higher ups will they will create a it's like their own little bubble of what they want and yeah. what you can do that's separate. Yeah, from it. and it's mostly based off of a formula of how many people does the marketing team think that are is actually going to buy it rather than how cool is this game you know yeah. like how awesome is this game how cool does this look how awesome are these mechanics you know these big corporations just like and i'm not like an anti-corporation guy but i just know that there's big flaws when you just take this kind of formula that has worked for you and you just kind of keep remaking it over and over again yeah. until it doesn't work i mean i, I kind of see <laughs> i was just gonna bring that up i see that in call of duty now it's the same formula every single year and granted they they do change some things up but i mean can it's you relatively like the same engine or it's like the same gameplay mechanics just like slightly spiced up yeah exactly do you remember when they came out with zombies changed the game yeah. it changed the franchise it changed the gaming industry like because there there are so many other zombie related stuff that just came out right after that and even even zombie related movies that yeah. came out sort of an inspiration from the the zombie uh game from call of duty it definitely played a role in the rise of zombies again i guess exactly <laughs> when was the last time you saw call of duty do something new like that and i don't think you can count warzone because the battle royale yeah, kind yeah of that idea, was say that. it was yeah. already out there yeah they kind warzone of is directly that. because of fortnite success yeah, of course. same with all the battle passes same with whatever like literally i'd say that fortnite as a game was revolutionary towards like the gaming industry we have today I still yes. think it does a lot of good things too, especially no, yeah. with like uh, all of like this cool season stuff they do. I don't play the game at all, and it's it's really easy to crap on it because it does do a lot of dumb things, but they do do some pretty interesting events. No, yeah, yeah, they're definitely like if if you're a person that wants to get into like even just marketing from a marketing standpoint, like they're they change the game up. Doing all these like like they had that Lil Nas concert in Fortnite. Oh, there was a Lil yeah. Nas one. Yeah, well, Lil Nas Travis Scott one. Oh yeah, they also one. did it for Travis Scott too. Wait, no, no, no. Lil Nas was in Roblox. Oh, Sorry. Okay. But that was based off of, like that. They got that idea 
from Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I heard of that, but I completely forgot. Yeah, that's why everybody was freaking out about his little, his, like, devil music video. Because <laughs> he, he's in Roblox, too? Well, yeah, he performed in Roblox, so he was... Just oof noises throughout the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, um... Though, the people got mad at his music video because it was, like, satanic and not... It was basically not for kids. I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm not going to address the, the like, uh, anti-gay crap. That That's just dumb. But, like, yeah. the the like satanic part is like it's like it's not age appropriate for some kids so yeah. but like at the same time Lil Nas X doesn't produce music for kids mm-hmm. so but the issue is if you why is he doing that in a kid's area exactly. but it's not meant for kids exactly so you marketed towards kids and this was like right before he released the music video too so you marketed yourself toward two kids and then you release something not for kids yeah. and that was the issue with it so but i mean going back to just um like games revolutionary games and whatnot yeah fortnite fortnite had did a lot for the gaming industry yeah well, and even specifically the zombies, because um, there was, I think, the recent announcement that Activision is now all zombies now. So I think Call of Duty Vanguard, is that the next one coming yep. out? Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to be working exclusively on zombies. They're not like multiplayer, all that other crap. It's Now they have a focus on that. But people are still like validly complaining that, hey, you're giving these guys basically a year to work on a game that it's super buggy when it releases. They barely finish it. They don't have the time to finish it. Because um, I I enjoyed Cold War Zombies, but it's still it was it, garbage at running sometimes. It still crashes all the time. If you try to play a game and your host disconnects, that's game over. It doesn't migrate host ever, even though it says it does. It's like they, they don't spend enough. It's They just keep trying to grind out more stuff instead of focusing on let's make this a quality product instead it's like hey let's sell it it's quantity over quality yeah yeah and which it works so i mean i don't fully blame them like the what is it who's in control of everything the cod activision or which treyarch what do you mean oh treyarch was what i meant for the company that was acquired yeah it's activision that's the the master of all like i don't fully blame them for it but it's like it still sucks that that's the case of what it is yeah yeah, that's it, you. You oh, can sorry. go, man. Yeah, no, I was gonna go. add with that Treyarch thing too. The reason why they're only focusing on zombies is because Sledgehammer's focusing on the other two, yeah. and then also working with Treyarch on zombies. Because I'm I'm a pretty big fan of zombies. I'd say it's my favorite video game of all time, that's and I'm cool. super big into the community. And every year there's a lull in like popularity and YouTube videos and zombies content when it's not a Treyarch game. So like when Infinity Ward tried doing like aliens nobody cared or when they tried doing their like 80s version of zombies nobody cared uh when they tried doing world war ii zombies nobody cared but treyarch makes anything and it's like praise the be the lord to be fair they deserve it because they do it the best and they were the first ones to do it when you were talking about earlier they did world at war like had that little zombies mode i love that mode yep i still play that it's so fun. Yeah, they have um you can get like custom maps and stuff and I used to play that actually with yeah. Justin like all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. you did yeah. have it on the PC. Yeah, I'll play custom Black Ops 3 zombies still. Yeah, yeah dude, I was considering repurchasing uh Black Ops 3 cuz I had it for the PlayStation, but now that I have a PC I'm like 
I want custom zombies. It's so good. <laughs> it's cool. There's it's like there are unlimited opportunities. Like unlimited game modes. Like just if you want like a, a map that's just super story driven, there's a map like that. If you want a map that's just a giant block of cheese that you climb, it's there. Yes, <laughs> I've literally. Seen that one. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck the cheese cube. I hate that map. I cannot beat it, and that's the only reason why I hate it. <laughs> I don't even know that there was a cheese map, but I've played some pretty stupid maps. I've played, I've played CS:GO maps only with zombies before, and that oh, that's God. a lot of fun. Just mario maps with zombies you know mario 64 maps yeah yeah it's just everything that's that's super cool yeah the modding scene's insane i'm hoping they'll do that for cold war too because modders can do so much good god they can they can do laps around developers which sucks for developers but like there's nothing you can do because what it's a team of a small team even if you have like a giant triple a studio there's no way you're going to be able to compare it to a bunch of dudes just sit at home like I want to make a zombies map and then doing it because they love the game. Yeah. Oh yeah. Have you? Uh, I don't know if you get into Fallout too much at all. I, I love those games need too. to play it. I, I know enough about it though. There's a team of modders right now working on something called Fallout Miami. It's literally like they use they're using the Fallout Four mod tools to create an entirely new Fallout game and it's going to be for free. Jesus. And it's going to take place in Miami. They're writing like tons of lore for it. They're writing like new characters, new armor, weapons, like literally an entirely new Fallout game from scratch. They're pretty, pretty talented. Much. We have to take them out before they overtake us all. <laughs> <laughs> Bethesda's already working on it, bro. They're like, no, play 76. It's good, quote unquote. I think the best way to like help your game out would be release it to the modders yeah i know a few games have done it to like pretty good success because i think there's the indie game a hat in time which is uh like a 3d platformer and uh that game has its own modding scene and it's ridiculous what people make it's just like hand tools to the people and they'll start building with it and then especially if you start doing like like community management and have like hey here's a contest you win a hundred dollars if you make something cool and like that sort of thing is just a great way to keep people interacting with the game too it's like i guarantee there's more people playing black ops 3 because of custom maps than there are of like most of the cod games that came after that 100 yeah 100,000 percent other than like the newest newest one yeah Yeah. obviously that's always going to be a big thing for youtubers with Mm -hmm. the bundles and season passes and whatever but i was gonna say look at gmod that oh, game yeah. should have died so long ago. It is not a good game. I don't even get what it is. It's like it's basically the very bare bones of like that source engine. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's all that is, but so many people play that because you can so easily mod it into literally whatever you want. My brother used to be really into the Gmod scene and he would be like super into like these people there was like a, a World War Two one, and you like dedicate your time to like being a soldier in their army. Yeah, I've I've seen. There's some like role play servers specifically. I I don't understand that the the mark or not the market I guess, but like the the fan base behind it. But it can get pretty entertaining if you get the right people. Yeah, yeah, and like what's crazy is that like the graphics not yeah. not good no, it's gmod like yeah <laughs> you can only get so advanced yeah exactly and it's 
but like people will still just play it so much i know star wars is huge in gmod um yeah that's but like just opening that up opening that opportunity up for like everybody it just goes to show like going back to that whole uh a, a big corporation following this one formula and not letting anybody overstep yeah. or do anything creative like Don't do something new because that won't get us oh it could threaten the money if yeah. it doesn't go over well which is yeah but i mean you're not gonna get anything good out of it then mm-hmm. nothing exciting yeah well yeah you definitely still have to be smart about the decisions that you make you can't just let everybody do every single yeah. idea but i think but you still can... taking a risk is important yeah exactly otherwise you're just gonna stagnate and the people who do take risks are when when that risk helps them out it's gonna it's gonna kill your business be eaten alive yeah exactly i mean we our gym i guess no not this gym just now we just uh the experience next to us just closed okay but the gym before that that we were at anytime fitness there was an issue with that the reason why i bring it up is because it's almost the same exact it's almost the same exact reason why they closed in that anytime fitness is a big gym franchise and there were a lot of problems with that gym but they were the person who ran that gym was only allowed to run that gym exactly how the anytime fitness franchise wanted them to yeah so if she was like hey i want to change the music up you know they're like no can't do that yeah only pg music or like hey i want to change this room into something more you know they're like no only this room is only used for training classes and that's it all two of them that you do yeah yeah exactly like (laughs) it's like we could optimize this nope nope. yeah stay with what you got yeah what everyone else does it it closed down because it just wasn't keeping up and it wasn't it was doing actually not bad either to my understanding but it, it wasn't even keeping up to like the uh franchise's expected numbers and it's like why do you think that is it's because it's it's dying it's got the why and experience those two big giant gyms where everybody goes how are you going to compete with that if you're just doing the average thing that everybody else every other gym is offering yeah that's how you lost that business and it has nothing to do with video games or anything but it's it's still the same thing yeah it's the same concept people higher ups just not letting the people who really understand the fundamentals of of um their business just just go at it you know yeah i think i take back the thing about programming not applying in real life (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i guess i mean there are some aspects that are kind of the same and that you could definitely learn from hope you enjoyed this episode of the 920 lounge podcast if you like our conversations make sure to follow our socials with the links in the podcast description drop a rating and a review too it helps with our podcast awareness more content coming next thursday see you then